Welcome to the DEI Discussions podcast series. We are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges, and walk the talk for change across the entire financial technology industry. Today, this podcast is just me, Natia Edwards-Sashti, the Chief Customer Officer of the Harrington Star Group and podcast host to these FinTech's DEI discussions. Today, I wanted to take you on a bit of a journey. I want to answer, what does walk the talk actually mean? And I also want to answer, why is it a phrase I use so often? And to anyone that knows me will see that I hashtag it on everything. To explain that, I want to take you back to why and when I started this podcast series and how I was even in a position to be able to do so. There have been a number of light bulb moments in my career, and a couple of them led me to starting this podcast. The first of those light bulb moments was actually just being part of the founding team of Harrington Star. We've been a recruitment company focused on tech and sales talent into the broad spectrum of financial services since 2010. When we founded the business, we knew that we wanted to reach out to the community in a different way. We didn't want to only be in touch with people during that short transaction of their next hire or their next job. And in fact, we saw that that entire process was much longer than the transaction of an interview and signing a contract. So we decided to be community-led, engagement-led. We decided to build relations outside of that actual recruitment transaction. And that started with events, workshops, it's led to magazines, it's led to video interviews, it's led to this podcast. We decided that we wanted to engage with the community in ways that actually helped them, in ways that, that added value and therefore built trust. So we've run many CV tailoring courses, we've run many courses on how to best ask for a pay rise, how to put yourself in the best position for promotion how to ensure you have a really solid employee value proposition and how are you getting that across in your interview processes. We focus a lot on retention and making sure that the people that we're placing are actually into jobs that they're gonna really succeed in for the long term. So understanding cultures and environments are hugely important. And when we think about that trust and when we think about that value as, it's all around what problem are we looking to solve? And there has been a problem in this industry that I have felt personally very deeply for a very long time. And that's the gender inequality that I saw, that we've all faced, that we still live in right now within this industry. And as a recruitment consultant back in 2005, six, seven, all the years up to 2010, when we first started Harrington Star, I felt that I saw a lot, but that I wasn't able to action much at all. And over my career, I have seen so much. And what I've seen is compensation of people, board composition, who gets hired, who gets fired, who gets promoted, who gets made redundant. And I wonder why. And I wondered why for many, for many, many years, I didn't feel that I had the confidence, the ability, the stature to do anything about it. And one of the biggest issues is that no one really admitted to, to many of these inequalities and many of these problems, at least back then they didn't. But I was on my way to doing something and I began my research into which companies actually worked on their culture and the equality within it. And I was massively drawn to that. And it was in 2016 when I attended a 30% club meeting. So if you don't know the 30% club, this is a fabulous organization 
And they had back then focused on getting boards in the UK to a 30% female representation. They've now expanded their mission hugely. But at that particular event, I listened to the speaker and this was another huge light bulb moment where I realized, who am I waiting for? Am I one of the leaders that will make this change or am I waiting for somebody else to do it? And the penny really dropped for me that I could be one of those leaders. And at that point, I was the leader of a recruitment business. We were small, but we were growing. And I felt that I needed to drive change. And so I did. And I began my mission. I began talking and talking and talking about gender equality across all of financial technology. I spoke at events celebrating the good I saw in the industry and for gender equality. And during this process, I got the support of so many women in the space. They backed me. They put me forward. They advocated for me. What I was doing was different, especially for the recruitment sector. And it was tough. And my confidence was knocked many times at all the setbacks I faced in an industry that at the time wasn't really moving on this. Another light bulb moment happened. And it was when Regina Lau, one of the amazing EWPN, which is the European Women's Payment Network founders, approached me for their conference in 2018. She put me forward for my first large-scale speaking event and didn't just put me forward, advocated for me and literally held my hand to get me on that stage. She met me beforehand for a pep talk. She pretty much like lifted me onto that stage. And at the European Women's Payment Network conference in 2018, it was in Amsterdam. This was my first large-scale talk, and I was so nervous that I was nearly sick on the plane, and my now husband had to join me at that event to actually get me there and build my confidence up to be able to stand on stage. And I did my talk, and my talk I had called Step Forward for Gender Equality. And I spoke about great actions and great companies and what they were doing specifically to drive equality. I spoke of fair promotion and fair pay of building networks and raising awareness and visibility of their women. At the end of that talk, I was asked the question about what I was doing. And the way that the question was phrased was reflective of the title of my talk. She said, how do you step forward, Nadia? And how are you raising awareness? And I answered the question, but I've never truly been happy with the way I answered that because the genuine answer was that I was not doing enough. I may have been highlighting the great steps that other people were doing, but what was I doing? So it was then on the plane home that I decided I want to drive change at a different level. And I wanted to do lots of steps forward and I wanted to celebrate results. A huge setback for any work on inclusion is marrying up the acknowledgement that we have a problem to the plan that we can do better with the desire for change and turning all of that into action itself and actionable change. I knew the phrases talk the talk and walk the walk. So in line with the movement of that whole title of step forward for gender equality, I started saying, let's walk the talk. All of us, step by step, should drive this forward as a movement. And early 2019, my first pods got published. And these pods are discussions. They're always storytelling, they're career journeys, they're challenges overcome. And we've nearly hit 400 episodes where I'm celebrating different individuals across our sector, 
to talk about how they are driving change in their workplaces, in their environment, in their community, in their networks, and more importantly, how everyone else can do the same too. So I love the phrase walk the talk because it is that action of the constant step forwards. It's acknowledging that we are talking about wanting to be more inclusive, but how do we turn that talk into action? And walk the talk has stuck for me. I called my book, FinTech Women Walk the Talk, my workshops on driving inclusion and in your hiring and retention processes are called Walk the Talk. My work to drive better support and elevating all demographics in the workplace revolve around this concept of doing rather than just saying. Inclusion in our industry needs more action from all of us. So I hope you've enjoyed the story of Walk the Talk and I hope you can join all of us in walking the talk every day. Thank you.